0: My name is Dan and I am weird. But I don't see weird as a bad thing though. Being weird just means you march to the beat of a different drum. That you don't fit that mold that society wants to shove you into. I'm out searching for people like me. The weirder the better. This is my story. These are their stories. This is The Power of Weird. This episode of The Power of Weird is brought to you by The Spectrum Perspective. Communication training for the modern workplace. Learn more online at thespectrumperspective.com or simply follow the link in the description below. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the power of weird. My name is Dan, and I'm your host. A little bit about me I'm 38 years old. I'm six foot seven inches tall. In my adult life, I've weighed as little as 295 pounds and as much as 640 pounds. I'm sometimes too smart for my own good, but at times in personal relationships, I'm also pretty clueless. I've been a vegetarian since 2001, and I also don't drink coffee. I'm a sought-after brand designer and leadership coach and the co-founder of a lightsaber combat program. I'm also a dad to a great 17-year-old kid and a proud uncle to three nephews. 21, 18, and nine, and three nieces, 15, 14, and 12. What's probably more interesting about me though, is that I'm an autistic entrepreneur and business professional. A book that I read in my early twenties changed my life forever. It was called The Secret of the Shadow by an author named Debbie Ford. In this book, Debbie talks about the things that we sometimes are embarrassed about ourselves, bringing them into the light and making them work for you, creating your own special recipe with the ingredients only you have to make a difference in your life and in the world. At this point in my life, I already knew I was weird, but I didn't know about my diagnosis. I've tried to accomplish the mission she set out for me in this book every day since. I'll leave a link to the book in the description below. Part of that mission was to make this podcast, finding other people who are weird, different, or who don't fit in, and who are living their best lives because of it. Through interviewing them and telling their stories, I hope to learn more about myself and that everyone listening does the same. Today I speak with author, changemaker, creator, and mother, Stacy Montgomery. When Stacy observed her autistic son's school had very little emotional and social education, she stepped up in a big way and created her series of guided journals called My Superpowers that are now used in an ever-growing number of school systems around the country. You can find out how to contact Stacy in the description below. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to The Power of Weird. I am super stoked to have this uh, guest that I have today on the show. Her name is Stacy Montgomery. She is a social emotional learning innovator which i just think is the coolest thing ever i um, really making a difference in people's lives you know one by one and you know across the spectrum of people which is just something that so resonates with me she is an author as well she has a series called my superpowers a series of guided journals which i definitely want to find out more about and she just seems like a really all-around interesting person that gives back to the world around her so welcome to the show stacy montgomery stacy how are you today
1: I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited
0: for to sure. be here. Yeah, well, I'm. We're we're very glad to have you as well. Um, you know, the 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 power of weird. The whole thing is, of course, you know, taking the situation that you have in your life and and taking your weird and kind of leaning into the skid, as it were. <laughs> you know, and, and taking a way to be able to, uh, you, you know, take your skill, unique skills and talents, mm-hmm. and also your experiences and be able to turn them around and make the world a better place. You know, and it's really cool. You've um been able to do so much, um, you know, for other people, just based on what you've got going on. Um, so, you know, what inspired you to go out and kind of get into this world that you're in now?
1: Yes. So for the most part, um, it was my son. I've kind of been in this space for a a long time prior mm-hmm. to, you know, getting married and having uh, my son. I've always had an interest in uh, making sure that kids um, felt valued and that they were able to um, see um, themselves in a positive positive way reflected in the world. I had a a son and he uh, went to school, he was diagnosed to be on the spectrum, that really um, uh, helped shape my 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 mission and take mm-hmm. my to where it is now
0: that's really something. So it, it, it's, a, you know, there was a, a movie many years ago where it, it was called Robots, where the, the main little thing that the main character would, he'd say, see a need, fill a need. <laughs> so it's kind of, you were able to fulfill that kind of thing. You saw that there, yes. was, where, where there was an opening in the world that needed help and you jumped in and made it happen. That's cool. Well, so, you know, what kind of experiences was he having that, that made mm-hmm. you decide, like, you know, we need to do something to make this change?
1: Mm-hmm. so you know as i mentioned he's on the spectrum he also has adhd mm-hmm. and um you know as a result um you know he was perceived to be a little bit different and um that led to him um not having a whole lot of friends early mm-hmm. in middle school and high school and it, it 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 um it resulted in him being bullied and mm-hmm. Not feeling like he was part of the school community, and um, you know, because he was, was he had special needs, he had an IEP, and mm-hmm. um, so there, so there were a lot of you know uh, uh, staff at school who were involved with, with trying to assist, support, and help him. Sure, and they did, did a lot of positive things. They were all well meaning, mm-hmm. but. One part where I felt they fell short was really um, 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 helping him feel confident in who he sure. was. So um, what what they did, they would pull him out of class along with some other students. They would um, have social groups and, and um, you know, they called it the lunch bunch. They, they would get together, you know, sure. sometimes a week and they would work on social skills and things along those lines. And that was fine. He certainly, mm-hmm. helped, you know, with, with social skills, as, as I assume the other Kids did, mm-hmm. but the problem with how they managed it and how they made him feel was that they focused on how he was different, yeah. and and gave him the message that you need to change those things in order for kids to accept you. They didn't necessarily put it in those terms, but that was a messaging that that um that they that those kids. In his group, received, and so that was problematic, because instead of like making him empowered and embrace who he is, right? His you know weirdness, you know, days, you know, it, right? It's that, that, that you are this way, you need to stop that. My approach is that you need to, te- that need to teach all kids, you know, that it's okay to be whatever way you want. Right. You know and 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 not to say, in order for you to have friends, you got changed, change. You tell the other kids, you know, you you need to, um, you can be friends with with anybody, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how different they are from you. And at the end of the day, all of us, you know, we are we are all different, and none, none of us, you know, is the same. Right. So, um, so, you you know, I kind of start developing this philosophy. Actually, after he finished um, school, after he finished high school, mm-hmm. um, I was looking back on his experience and I'm um, looking at, you know, what my long-term mission had been, you know, mm-hmm. help kids feel empowered. And it kind of just all clicked a few years ago, you know, what the school, in my opinion, needed to do differently. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been my mission since, since, you know, that light bulb moment. About four, about um, it's been about four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I started publishing these guided journals. I started, I developed a SEL program, and my mm-hmm. goal has been to get the, these these resources in the in the elementary schools.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that is, that is just wicked cool. That, that's a, that is such an amazing thing. Um, so just for uh, clarity's sake, um, you mentioned the term IEP, which is something I'm familiar with, but I don't think most people out there would necessarily know. Can you just kind of detail what, the, what that means just so they can be on the same page that we are?
1: Um, individual educational plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, it's been so long since I've had to like actually say all, all of right. that. Right.
0: Oh, I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> so so what what it is is that um when a when a learner has a a, a special need, a diagnosis, such as mm-hmm. uh, maybe ADHD, um, you know, it could be a, 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 many different things. Sure. Um, then uh, the school works with with, with, with the child and uh, and the parents to determine what special supports the child needs in order to be successful at school. Right. So in, in, in some instances, um, the, the child may need an aid in, in the classroom, sure. help with things. In some cases, the child need, may, may need um, extra time for homework, extra mm-hmm. time for exams, tests. exams may, may need to be um, uh, verbal as opposed to them writing, you know, sure. and, That may need to be pulled out into small groups. Right. So it's 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 individual. Right. 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 To help that student. And, you know, interestingly enough, is that, you know, I have issue with the term individual because I think at the end of the day, um, they're not as individual as as they need to be, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Example, um, if, if you are labeled, if you have a diagnosis of ADHD, right. for example, or autism example, you know, um, there are like a handful of things supports that 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 they make available to you. Sure, and you know that may be very helpful for perhaps the majority of students, but sometimes, mm-hmm. and and this was a case for my son, it, 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 they they needed to do more. Sure.
0: Yeah, I know that's always one of the issues with public schools, especially is uh you know, um, and I have, you know, a lot of friends who are teachers. I actually thought I was gonna be a teacher for a long time. So, you know, that was a career path that I was on for a while. Um, but I know, you know, especially for my fiance who passed away, she was in a Title one, low-income school. Um, that it's always a struggle for teachers because you wanna be able to speed up to 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 work with the more advanced kids, you wanna be able to slow down to work with the ones who are having trouble, but they they kind of they're always encouraged and basically made to just kind of walk that middle line where the, where where you can take care of the most people but where you're leaving people behind on other ends mm-hmm. just because they lack the resources i mean we've got what 30 kids in a classroom <laughs> nowadays right, i mean right. it, mm-hmm. it's difficult for and and that's a funding situation obviously i mean if you had more teachers that would pay better with more facilities and you know where, where you could do more obviously um you know that would uh, that would help the situation but it's a uh, i i always I guess I always get just a little bit motivated and fired up when we talk about situations where, um, like you said, I mean, there's not enough things being done for kids in general, but especially kids with special needs in school systems. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not necessarily, you know, I think teachers get a bad rap nowadays. Like, you know, it's the whole thing of, you know, they get yelled at by parents and all this other Mm -hmm. kind of stuff when they're doing as a rule the best they can with the limited resources they have. So it's, it's a larger systemic thing. Um just throwing that out there for people listening who are like, oh, those darn teachers are at it again. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's not like that.
1: Well, I, I mean, I agree with you, but but at the end of the day, um, what 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 parents are concerned about is is their child's experience. Oh, of course, right. And um And rightfully so. <laughs> is that um you know, it's it's very different, you know, high school versus middle school. Versus mm-hmm. Um, i mean um, elementary school versus middle school versus high school and um sel social emotional learning um it isn't really uh, focused on um uh to, to in the same way to the same degree as as kids, gets old, kids mm-hmm. get old sure um the foundation um it needs to be set <laughs> in elementary school mm-hmm. and what i found from um my it is my experience is limited you know and talking to I'm talking to principals and talking to teachers, my experience is not limited in, 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 in being a parent and and talking. Of course, to them. right, right. But, but what I found is that you know, you know, schools um, do things a certain way. They they they, you know, um, we're going to do things this way. Mm-hmm. And what schools often don't do, and whether it is, I, I, and I don't, I I I know for a fact, it's not a, it's usually not a budget a budgetary thing, a budget. Mm-hmm it may oh, be fair enough sure um, um rules from the district you know well, it's, right right it's more likely the issue or, or, or rules from the from the from the state but um what i found is that um they are they don't like change mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know they do things this way they pay for this program and we're going to stick and and that's just how, how it right, is. they Right, right and um, they're checking the box off, they think, by yeah, doing and, that, and, right. And so the the programs that they have, and I'm focusing on social emotional learning, that's mm-hmm. um, kind of like, uh, you know, it, it's a state requirement in Illinois, it's not a requirement um, to, the extent, to the same extent in most states. Mm-hmm. I think five states that require um, from, from like kindergarten to 12th grade. In the, in the detailed way that Illinois does, and, sure. and good thing, Illinois is good you know because of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are four um, uh, um, competencies for SEL. So so there are five things that SEL is supposed to do, and that's great. But one thing that that I find that some of the programs that that schools use don't aren't good at is really emphasizing this respect for differences.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And 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 in my opinion, we don't do that. You know, we don't do that for, from an early age and throughout, then a lot of kids get hurt. And I don't mean physically, I, I mean- they, they, Right, they, right. Their, their needs aren't fulfilled. Uh-huh. And what, one of the main um, things that's that schools, schools are supposed to be a safe place. You know, I mean, home is supposed to be a safe. Right. Place. Home isn't always a safe place. You know, schools are supposed to be a safe place. It's supposed to be a place where kids feel um, emotionally and physically safe, it's mm. to be where, where they can learn. But that can't happen effectively if kids don't feel included. And that was where, that was a problem that, that my son had. So how do you fix that? So if a teacher is being told, okay, these are materials you have to use, mm-hmm. well, these are the things that you have to do, and, they, and it, they, they do that, but it doesn't always work. So how do you fix this? And uh, my program, you know, and there, there are other people trying to do similar things, but, but my program, you know, addresses that very problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it addresses the problem of, of this lack of community, in within this community, sure. So I'm I'm certainly not you know I, the type of person who bashes teachers. Oh, of course not. Yeah, but 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 but, but I will certainly say um, that I believe schools and you know can do different and they can sure. do better.
0: Well, you know, one thing that I encounter in my um, I have a corporate training program and it's kind of the same thing where um, sometimes they'll in in companies. Right. They'll take, you know, some sort of senior leader may look and say, oh, well, it's this person over here that's causing a problem. It has nothing to do with us up here. We made the decision to do blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of the same thing in in school systems, from what I can tell, where, um, you know, teachers are an easy scapegoat because those are the ones you see every day. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know but at the but at the end of the day they don't make the decisions policy wise, you know, they, they, and they execute them to the best of their ability, Mm -hmm. but they don't make the decisions of what is what Um, I I know from experience, what you're talking about. I mean, uh, the the whole, you know, the concept behind the show, of course, being celebrating differences, talking about what Mm -hmm. makes you weird and unique and steering into it and, and, and kind of living your best life because of it. But it's very true that when you're, when you're the weird kid, or when you're the fat kid, or you're the whatever kid who is different um you know when you get called out for special classes and you have to go to a, another place for lunch or whatever the case may be like okay you know thanks for you know working one-on-one or whatever but you definitely feel more isolated you don't exactly. feel more feel part in, of
1: the group. A light is not shining on you right like, you are different and it's not in a good way right it's not in, in, in a good way it's like it's different so you can, you can teach, you can teach, um, you can tell kids, you know, don't call someone fat. Um right. Don't, don't, you know, um, uh, say racist things. You, right. You can say that. And, and some kids will listen, some kids mm-hmm. won't. But the impact is different. It is. You help kids understand that you know, being you know, weighing more, weighing mm, right, right, being being tall, being short, having <laughs> light skin, it's, right. it's, it's just you know, we were we we all have something
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is different, and, and but at the end of the day, you know, everybody's different, but everybody's the same, right? Say, you know, I it, it's okay for you know a white kid to be friends with a black kid, right, right. You know, to, to to be friends with the kid who, you know, um, is you know has autism, right? Act a tiny bit different. It's okay, you know, to to invite the kid who is in the wheelchair to birthday party. Right, right. You know, it, it, that that's very different than say being nice to everybody. Right. It's it, it's it, you have to get kids to really think and reflect on first themselves because you mm-hmm. have to appreciate that you are different. You know, right. and, and to love yourself because you're different, um, and then you know, that lays a foundation for empathizing with others,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 saying, you know, whatever it's your are this or that, whatever it doesn't right. matter. You you're still cool, you know. Right. You still, you know, I still want to include you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so that's 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 the difference, and and, and you know, speaking of well, getting back to teachers. Um, another interesting, interesting thing that I found when I first started kind of on this um, th- this journey mm-hmm. you know, years ago with my, my journals and my program, my curriculum, is that a lot of the encouragement came from teachers. Sure. When I first started doing, doing what I do with the guided journals, I, I published one, um, my first one called What's Your Superpower? Excuse me. And before that, I I, I designed, like, um, stationary and gifts, you know, featuring kids with different skin tones, hair colors, with different pieces. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of gifts. So so this book, this guided journal, What's Your Superpower, was going to be another product in my line, in my line of life. Okay, right, sure. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't have anything different in mind than that. But, you know, I would go to different, you know, um, vendor events, sell my mm-hmm. website, blah, blah, blah. And teachers parents but also teachers would come up to me and kind of look through it. it's like oh my gosh you know this is so neat you know i, I love this you know my students could benefit benefit from this right and you know that that was good here and then i started learning more about social emotional learning mm-hmm. and, and what i didn't understand is why are these teachers telling me that what i'm doing is needed because right you know, these are Illinois teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a program. They have, you know, they have this. They, they right. have something for SEL. Why are they saying this? And that started getting me to dig deeper, because again, I, I, as you said, teachers want to help. This is right. they, they, they want to give the gift the students the extra mm. different attention they need. They want to give the, the the students with special needs the the the, the different attention they right. need. they, they want to help each individual student the way that student needs help. Right. But they don't have, we don't have time. They don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. And they are, and, but it's not that the resources don't exist. Is that whether it's the principal or the district doesn't give them the resources they need. Right. So because they have SEL, which does which checks a whole bunch of boxes. I'm sure. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not criticizing this. Oh, of course, right, right. But well, there're some boxes their programs do not mm-hmm. check.
0: Well, any effort is better than no effort, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's enough. Exactly. Right. No, I get it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense you know, one of the things that I I credit for my own being able to kind of uh, be the way that I am in the world now is is actually not having a diagnosis as a kid. Um, You know, I always kind of knew I was weird. I was kind of on the outskirts. I always, um, but, you know, at the same time, I always wanted to be social. I love people. People fascinate me. Like, you know, um, of course, there were always times where you, you know, put your foot in your mouth, (laughs) you know, a little more (laughs) often than everybody else does when you don't totally get how, you know, interactions work and all that. But, um, but I had to kind of find my own way to be able to, um, you know, communicate and to be able to kind of push through. And, you, you know, it's a lot of people in my experience anyway if they have a diagnosis it's it's an excuse to be able to either treat people differently or give them less mm-hmm. you know um it, it, it's give it's used as an excuse right mm-hmm. to be like oh well you don't have to do what everybody else does all this kind of stuff and, and yeah. i i just see that as totally wrong i mean you know we need to you know kids need to have the experience of you know yes there needs to be support there needs to be learning there needs to be understanding but kids need to have the experience of being in a community being able to learn that together not necessarily being isolated and yeah. kind of pat on the head as it were and just said oh well you're fine how you are like well why are you fine how you are it's because this is a strength and you can do this better and this differently and it's like we and it's it's again it's it's the time it's a question of time and resources right of you know uh, we we don't have the time to be able to do that when when people aren't paying attention to what's important mm. i mean i i went for i, w- I went until my early 30s until I or late 20s, early 30s, before I started hearing words like Asperger's and autism and things like that related to myself. And it was one of those where, you know, I did wonder, you know, I mean, I mean, there were always questions, you know, why, how, why am I so different than everybody else? Why do I see things differently? Why do I process things differently? That kind of thing. But it, it was one of those where, you know, when I finally learned about, you know, and actually got a diagnosis, it, it became a tool. It wasn't an excuse. It was a tool to be able to say, okay, well, it, it, it was educational. Like, this is why mm-hmm. certain things are like this, but it's not going to change. How I operate, it's just going to make me be able to do things better. To steer into, mm-hmm. steer into the differences, you know, like right. you know, lean into it and and try to utilize that. To, um, you know, I always talk about it's it's just making the world a better place in your own way. Figuring out how to be able to take what you have that other people don't and be able to contribute something with it. And you know, it's, it's a big deal to me to like, to, to have had to go through and learn things on my own and figure things out. Um, because, you know, I, you know, we had like, when I was in elementary school, we, we had, uh, you know, it was called resource for a long time. And then it was, you know, special education in the last few years as I was in school. And it was, you know, they had a great teacher who was absolutely amazing. Um, but it was a thing where, you know, if you had to go to resource, you were considered, like one of the dumb kids first you had mm-hmm. to go all the way down from like the end of the school you were on you had to walk down to like the kindergarten hall whenever it was your time to go down there far away from everybody else um you know and it was this very much i mean you were very physically removed which in turn made you very emotionally and intellectually removed from what was going on
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: was you know like that's not what you know people need to be able to learn how to interact socially as they are they don't need to be you know kind of put away you know while other kids are learning like that's just that's that does them a disservice and it also does the cognitive you know the neuronormal kids or whatever disservice as well because they're going to have to deal with lots of different types of people also you know it doesn't help to just be around themselves you don't learn anything new when you're around people just like yourself
1: exactly And, and and it prevents them from being, you know, accustomed to, to, to different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, again, shines a negative light on those who are different. We, we know, okay, so if this kid is in this particular classroom or this particular area of the school, mm-hmm. we know he's, he or she is like, you know, special or some, right, like, right. use terms like dumb or things like that. Right. You know, it's, um i mean there are certainly you know some reasons valid reasons that some um learners need to be um um separated oh yeah of course yeah but 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 um many don't many many don't need to be and um the more that you know these these differences are are normalized then i think the better off um everybody is like you said everybody Mm -hmm everybody benefits from from being different accepting different um because it right. could uh, contribute to the community or has mm-hmm. it to, to contribute in some way right um i I have um one of my um my guided journals which is called why is different awesome um uh there's this uh, poem about a girl who who is in a wheelchair there's a picture of a girl in, 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 in a wheelchair. there's a poem called mm-hmm. Who I am, and, um, and at the next page, um, kids are asked to write a story um, about this the girl in the wheelchair, about how she can help, how how she could be and help others. Uh-huh. The whole purpose of it is to show the kids to think that when you are in a wheelchair, you know that doesn't mean you're helpless, right. You know, you can still contribute to the community in a positive way. You can still um, you know, like I said, um, um you can play games, you can and, and you want to be included, and you can contribute. And and, and the more that um that it's not a, a big deal, isn't made out of um you know, being in a wheelchair or 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 you know mm-hmm. having a little bit different ways of of, of managing your hand, your, your gestures and all sure. that of, 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 whatever it is, you know, it's, it's just another way that people are different.
0: Right. No, I agree. It's, you know, again, that's <laughs> it, it, people have value. Like people have intrinsic value, no matter if they're, how different they are. I mean, it's a, it's just one of those things where like, it, it almost is a, not racial segregation right but but like there's a, a level of you know um cognitive segregation right where you mm-hmm. take and you're, you're separating people out and and um you know and it's one of those where in a situation like that for us adults sometimes it's hard to put ourselves back in the position of when we were say seven eight nine ten years old and what people often forget is that kids think everything is their fault they think that everything mm-hmm. is because of them they are very much the center of their own universe which rightfully so but they always think that everything going on around them is because of them and mm-hmm. when they have to be separated out you know it feels like a punishment regardless mm-hmm. of if it is or if it isn't and so you you know you're building not to say again that some of those programs can't be good but while you're building something up you know over here you're knocking self-esteem down over here exactly you know and, and, and it becomes a thing of where well okay and then you know again with the whole thing of well i'm different i'm you know i'm not as good as i'm not in the regular class i'm in the whatever you know um it, it's it, it's again. It's hard for us sometimes as adults to remember how that felt. Of you know, ev- you know, feeling like everything was our fault and we did something wrong. You know, it, and, and no matter how much you tell a kid, no, it's not because you did something wrong. It's just because you are blah blah blah. Well, okay, that makes it feel like we did something
1: wrong.
0: <laughs> You're right, know?
1: right. And, and it, it's 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 because the other people. It a pro- see it as a problem, um, mm. like this. You know, um, um, one thing which actually, you know, I I, I learned from my son a couple of years ago. When, well, when he was still in high school, mm-hmm. he was in the middle school. Uh, um, is that um, calling someone, you know, sped special needs mm-hmm. or calling someone autistic? That is an insult. That's like one of the worst things you can you you could call somebody. Mm-hmm. No, it, it it's it's and and, and that and, and that's how kids perceive it because again um they don't understand the facts and and it right. says kids with different special needs are separated and um yeah, yeah. and, and treated it differently
0: hmm. it's
1: you know it it brings
0: to mind the uh you know, it's, it's funny (laughs) where, you know, it's the grass is greener on the other side type of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I remember, you know, I was never one, I, I just was in Class, you know, like, again, I, I was never one who, like, left the classroom to do whatever. But I remember seeing around me people would be like, oh, man, they don't have to do this social studies test or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And so it's not that it create it, it doesn't only just create, you know, um you know, social inefficiencies on one side. It also kind of creates some resentment and that kind of thing mm-hmm. on the other side too. Again, because because then you know, if you're the one who gets singled out, then you're like, oh crap, what did I do? But if then, if you're not, you're, then you're like, well, what did I do where I didn't get to? <coughs> you know, whatever. Right. It's like again, the 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 a kid's self esteem and and their vision of themselves is much more fragile as a rule than adults are, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, we don't often take that into account as an emotional thing of like, you know, you know, we look at kids and assume that they're operating out of our playbook because it's been so long since we've been doing it, but but they're not. I mean, they are they're they are more fragile. They're more um, you know, you know, they're very in tune with what's going on around them. But again, everything is through the filter of well, what did I do to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, I remember that vividly, <laughs> you know, as being mm-hmm, a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what did I do where I deserve to whatever? And it, it's just um, ah, it's frustrating. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: It's frustrating but but it also impacts them you know as they, as they you know navigate teenage years and as they um, grow into adults mm-hmm. um you know when when that message is constantly given to them that you know they are different and, and that's not a good thing that they aren't that that they can't you know they can't this they can't that right and um you know instead we want them to grow up you know, understanding that they can, you know, right? you know, and they may be more challenging for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be, they, they may need to get there a little, in, in, in a little bit different way. Sure. But, you know, um, kids need to have that attitude, you know, that, that I can, or I'm going mm. to try I'm going to do my best. This is my goal. And you know what, at the end of the day, they may not be successful at certain things. They may fail, but that's not a bad thing. Oh, not at all. Believing that you can and, and and because of that, not being willing to try.
0: No, mm-hmm. oh, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Well, so one thing that you had mentioned too is, you know, your first experience with kind of a difficulty of being on the, the outside looking in was not necessarily through your son. It was for yourself, right? When you were mm-hmm. a kid as well.
1: Yeah, so i don't know you know um i i i um went to schools um where i was you know typically one of two or one of three black students in the classroom mm-hmm. and um and, and you know it, that just kind of made me always feel a little bit different you know a little sure, bit sure yeah and, th- and things like that I also, um, you know, had my own way of doing things. Um, I was, for the most part, more interested in, in reading or writing or drawing than doing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, other things. Sure. Um, I used to really enjoy writing poetry, Mm -hmm. and I like to, uh, you know, um, for a while I was really into. Um, writing poems in a traditional style, like um, we studied um, uh, sonnets in, in high school, and I was fascinated with that. Sure. Just, that would be the type of poem that I would write. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, but when you're 16, 17, 18, going to college, you know, it, it peers are in the sonnets.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so you know i i was you know not willing not brave enough you know too embarrassed to really share what what i would write mm-hmm. or um different um um opportunities whether they were campus publications um in high school um different opportunities to to share your work and I would I was never willing to do that because I I felt what I wrote was was great but I didn't feel as if it would be a, a, as if others others would feel the same right. way because of of whatever style mm-hmm. I was writing. And I, I don't know I, I just kind of was in my head a lot. I was alone a lot. I mean I I, I don't get me wrong like I had friends in high school and college. Yeah sure but I, I wasn't always I was definitely not the cool kid. So
0: right, I I I didn't yeah. do
1: cool things. I I I just I just did me.
0: Well, you're in the cool kids club now for what that's worth. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but but you know what? I want kids to um to not be the way I was. I mm-hmm. want to to realize that you know, whatever gift they have, you know, whatever style they have you know, to not be afraid to share it with the world. You know, you know. I mean, you are who you are, and that that's a good thing. And so that that is what I I preach. Mm. You know, because I mean, I was for you know a pretty happy kid. I you know my parents were great. They were they were very supportive. They were like mm-hmm. they, they definitely gave me the gave me that I could do whatever I wanted to do. And you know, so I I had a lot of confidence from that standpoint but for the same point and but on the other hand i still was you know there's parts of me that i wouldn't share with the mm-hmm. world sure because of you know feeling that i was i was so different my style was so different but i kept mm-hmm. so different that people would laugh at me or or not accept me or ignore me mm-hmm. i got you
0: no i completely understand it's it's um It's not until I undertook the journey to kind of get this program started where I, I mean, when you're made fun of a lot in school, um, you know, you kind of develop that, uh, Self-deprecating sense of humor is a way to mm-hmm. kind of try to deflect things like that. But it's it's not until it hasn't been until really when I started with this, like where I've just been like, you know what, I am, I I am kind of funny in in this way or that way or whatever. So if people want to laugh, let them laugh, but let them buy a t-shirt when they do it, you know, <laughs> or whatever the case may be, you know. It, or
1: that's exactly what 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 I what I say to my son, I still say to him because you know he still has some confidence issues. I'm like. Mm-hmm. You know what, who cares if if people think X, Y, and Z about you? Right. If someone calls you weird, say thank you.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And and, and I tell them almost daily, you know what, when you let someone else's actions and opinions have this impact on you, you're giving them all the... Why are you letting this person, you know, um, determine how you think about yourself? Mm -hmm. they, They shouldn't be, and they are not that powerful. Right. Um, stop giving away your power.
0: Right. I, I knew a guy who used to say, um, you know, you're letting them rent space in your head. What are you doing that for? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. i love that yeah it it's it's interesting like uh i i will say that i i see a lot of um potential and progress you know in in the younger generation mm-hmm. nowadays in regards to just overall kind of stigma about things they they do seem to be doing some things right um like for example my uh, my mom is 72 years old now when i told her that i was finally gonna start the podcast you know she was like well but that name, do you really have to use that name? People are going to think you're making fun of them and all this (laughs) other stuff, right? I'm like, it's not like that, ma, it's different, you know? (laughs) Um, But, you know, but then a couple of days later I'm sitting, um, we have a family book club that we do once a month. And, um, and so I was at book club and I was sitting talking to my little nieces there. Um, My, uh, technically my sister's best friend was raised kind of with us. And so her it's, 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 her best friend it's 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 her girls so but I mean uh-huh. they're, they're family you know they, they um they mm-hmm. come to a book club they're good no but um so they're like a, and girls I apologize again I always get your ages wrong but they're like 13 and 15 something like that and um, <laughs> and, um but they uh you know but I, I was telling everybody kind of about the podcast, like I was getting started and all and immediately their reaction was totally positive was like oh can we be on can we be guests we want to be on the podcast we want to be celebrities this whole thing you know i'm like well you know it's about being weird or whatever they, they're like we know we're really weird <laughs> i'm just like yes you know and that's such a dramatic shift mm-hmm. and, and realistically not even that long of a time you know reference between those two groups it's such a dramatic shift mm-hmm. and uh, i mean we're gonna do a uh, i'm doing roundtable discussions on quite a few different topics which i'd love to have you back for some of those if okay. you're interested like i'm gonna there's gonna be an education roundtable coming up pretty soon with teachers and uh administrators and parents and that kind of stuff as well which you would definitely be a great fit for oh i love that yeah so i'm one of the ones we're doing those i'm actually sitting down doing a round table with my nephews who are 21 and 18 and their friend group we're calling it young and weird because they're all <laughs> just all over the place you know i mean um everything' from you know magic the gathering and dungeons and dragons to being you know mm-hmm. star wars fans and you know all of this different you know going to uh renaissance fairs and full kill mm-hmm. human, you know set up the, the, the whole nine and so it's um it, it really it, it, it gives me a lot of hope at least that you know the, the the work of people like yourself is not going on deaf ears you know mm-hmm. that, that, that overall mm-hmm. you know we're getting to a place where it, it's not a lack of accountability kind of you know how people would describe like the quote-unquote snowflake generation <laughs> you know it's not a lack of accountability it's just a lack of feeling like you are not allowed to be yourself which I think is right wonderful um again there's a lot of room there's a lot of room to go there's a lot of room to grow but it's uh you know it's still one of those where it it does provide some you know some hope and some positivity towards like we're we're getting there (laughs) you know
1: right i agree i agree things are definitely um i believe things are definitely better i I do actually believe they're they are um uh definitely getting better on the elementary level and on mm-hmm. a high level, um, because there, there are more like teenage students who are speaking out, staying up for others, the concept of mm-hmm. is is, um, is being talked about more. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I I agree. I, I just believe that um, schools can be more um, uh, active participants in, yeah, in, sure. in, in this change. Well, so um, just
0: for just just for a moment to play the devil's advocate card just because i'm curious about something and this is i think you know already like i'm a fan of what you're doing so it's not intended as anything (laughs) negative but um so i definitely agree right? That schools definitely need to play a bigger part because this is where we learn our social skills, our social interactions. Mm -hmm. This is not just where we learn about history and math and science and English. This is where we learn about people. Um, but on the flip side of that, um, what kind of, you know, what, like what responsibility does a family, does the family have in that Mm -hmm. situation to also, um, kind of, you know, implement those types
1: of lessons and tools at home. They, they have a they um uh, a big one, a, a big role. So, um, um, focusing again on on my program, right? Uh, my my program has um has multiple lessons. Like one of the programs has fourteen lessons, mm-hmm. and um in each lesson there is um discussion. So the the the, the teacher presents the the learning. And discuss it initiates this discussion with with with, with the students
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's writing because i believe their journaling is um um a key to um to self-reflection and mm-hmm. retention of materials sure then um there is a home connection so there is so students are encouraged are supposed to be encouraged mm-hmm. to um to take the lesson home, so and and, and ask um, questions to parents or initiate conversation with their parents. Sometimes there's a handout. I believe strongly that um, mm-hmm. that uh, that the family plays a huge part. Sure. I have an an online you know version of, of my program that um, can be used at home. Cool. And, Okay. At the end of the lesson, you know, it's like go, it's like the child is directed to go find a a parent or another adult or, or, or parent. Mm, right, right. Because what it what's what's learned is supposed to be discussed with 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 at home. Mm, gotcha. Um, because you know at the end of the day, the day, you know, um uh parents are whatever, whoever the caregiver is for, right. for the child, that person or those people. Are a child's first teachers, right? And and, and um, sometimes, no matter what goes on in the classroom, you know that the impact of what's going on at home, you know, can kind of wipe that out. right. And um, so, if, if 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 the parents, you know, are let's say racist, for example, right. You now, ho- hopefully, you know, the the kid, if they're being taught differently at school. That will kind of stick with them. Right. Hopefully that if they kind of raise it with their their parents, that may start a conversation so that their parents are moving in a different direction. You know, that's the goal. But um, but but we also have to recognize, and I know teachers do recognize this because of this every day, that home isn't always the best place for kids. You know, home can be a very in some for some kids, a very toxic place. Mm -hmm. healthy place. And um, so, yeah.
0: Well, it is one of those things that strikes me where, you know, teachers, educators in general, you know, they have extensive requirements to go through for education and, you know, uh, mentoring and different things like that before they're allowed to interact with kids at all. And, And in the most basic sense, parents become parents with, you know, just, you know, they become parents, like we don't have to go through the, the, the details right. of how that works, right. but, you know, but but they, they just become parents. And, you know, and, and parenting is very much, of course, like, a, you know, you incorporate a lot of what you experienced as a kid, you try to do things better, but you don't necessarily know what you're doing. It's not like every parent is a child development expert that's been to four right. or six or eight years of school to learn all these different studies and different things like that. It's it's hard, <laughs> you know, at home. It's um, very you know, hard. Yes. Yeah, I mean, w- what would you know? As someone who is a uh, who is a, a changer in this space, you're some you're you're a mover and a shaker for sure. um You know, what would you say? Like, what what kind of resources are out there for parents to be able to kind mm-hmm. of do some work on themselves in order to be able to be a good resource for their kids in a situation
1: like this? Well, you know. Um, there are a lot of resources, um, you know, uh, um, in the area in, in, in the districts that are around me, a couple mm-hmm. of um, programs called something like, you know, parent, parent, parenting academy, things like that. <laughs> okay, that, 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 that the district actually offers. Um, so that, that that's one resources then there are nonprofits that, that do a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know there are a lot of resources out there. And, and again, you know, I'll go back to my own resources. Mm-hmm. What, what, what I tell parents um, sometimes um, is while my, my books and, and my online program are designed um, for kids to use themselves and, and, and mm-hmm. the program is definitely self-guided. Yeah, yeah. There are benefits to doing it, to doing it with your, your child mm-hmm. because Um, Although my um, program is designed for children, the, you know, the themes are appropriate for any age, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know. I gotcha. So, so I guess the the shorter answer to your question is the resources for the parents have are the exact same resources that kids have. So, um, you know, a parent needs to be an active Participants in the child's education. Yeah, yeah. So, so the that, um, that, that social emotional learning that kids learn in school, in, in school, whether it's my program or another program, so mm-hmm. you know, the parent needs to be in, needs to understand what their child is being taught and and um, move along, you know, with it, you know, right, right. As the child moves along through the through the material. I got gotcha. you. One
0: of the things that um. I, I think we're we're making a correct course correction now where it's not so much as it was maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But something that I've seen um and you know, f- with uh, you know, having friends with little kids and different things like that, and and just kind of the general move of society had been for a long time where um it seemed like all of the blame for anything that was happening with a child was going on to the folks at school where the teachers were just getting inundated and it's like parents mm-hmm. could do no wrong. And you know, they just yell and scream and blame it on the teachers. <laughs> and um it's it's one of those where, you know, I feel like accountability goes across the board. It's not just I agree um you know, it's not just for the child and it's not just for the educator it's not just for the parent it's for everybody mm-hmm. and when it comes to you know kind of guiding a child through life it's uh, you know especially early years like it's you know most of the time that's not the kid's fault for whatever they're dealing with at that point but right. it is it's not just one or the other I mean everybody kind of has to be on board mm-hmm. <laughs> in order for some of these solutions to be successful
1: I yeah, I I definitely agree. And when it comes to students, particularly students who have special needs, who have IEPs, you know, mm-hmm. um you have these meetings, you have your IEP, your annual meeting, but you can certainly call a meeting at any time, even mm-hmm. if, if the child doesn't have an IEP, you know, you could you can um call a meeting at pretty much any time. Sure. And and, it, and again, it, it goes to I, I I'm gonna I am gonna put the onus a little bit more parent because of the, you know, if the parent is active, is an active participant in their child's education, is mm-hmm. something which is not right, no, um, the parent needs to um, contact the school something meeting and, sure. and advocate for that child at the same time. Mm-hmm. The, um, if the child, if, if, the, if the teacher sees concern, you know, something is not, uh, you know, the child is facing whatever challenges at school, You know, the teacher needs to contact the parent and and, and other resources, whether it's a social worker or a counselor or support staff, or Mm -hmm. you know, or or make other recommendations. You know, perhaps they need to see a a doctor outside of school or something. You know, I mean, uh, just raising those concerns, even if the teacher may not be able to identify. Right. it, you know teaches a right. diagnosis but you know I just point out things to alert the parent right um but yeah so yeah it's it's but both parties have to be involved mm-hmm. um definitely
0: it's it's just always I feel like uh in my experience with with people, <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, it's like it's um if somebody says, like if a teacher says, you know, hey, your kids having trouble with XYZ, what can we do to figure it out? Parents take that as like a like a shot, right? Like they feel like they're being attacked because they're they Ooh. feel like their kids are being attacked. And um you know, I think our egos sometimes get in the way of, you mm-hmm. know, of taking a moment to think about it and say, okay, they're just, we're trying to help. It's about the kid. It's not about us, <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know, is that something that you encounter at all? I mean, it, it's, and how do you handle it? If so?
1: Um, I want to say I necessarily encounter that. So, um, you know, I, as a parent, um, I, I was always very, you know, open, I, 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 sure. I yeah. Oh, I was one people who listened, and um, you know, but there there were a couple of occasions which one which I was extremely annoyed by um, <laughs> by the teachers. Sure. One um, one one occasion was in middle school, and you know, my son has a diagnosis of ADHD, um, and the teacher said to me, "Well, you know, he he just doesn't pay attention."
0: But that's had what <laughs> okay ADHD right
1: and we kept going back and forth and um and so finally I said I said do you even know what that means mm-hmm. you know? and 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 so you know the conversation didn't go well and apparently like the next day or later on the day I was called by the principal so maybe so apparently I I, I made this teacher cry oh wow um <laughs> And, and so you know, so i, I was called into the principal's office,
0: you know, oh man <laughs> it was it was, a,
1: it was the most ridiculous thing but but um so it, it's you you i mean i i am a person who definitely listens and sure i i i i, I know my son's um uh um challenges right you no know, I, I, I'm I don't want to use the word limitations but, but sure sure but but, but but I know my kid and right. so, um I, I was one to like you know to always listen and, and never say you know I, I never really you know uh, right feel like I had to be defensive about you know I gotcha I wanted him to do well, you know, in school, the best, you know, to, to the best of his ability, and I, you know, I, I want and I want the school to be a positive experience for him, social standpoint, right. from an academic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I didn't want to keep go to going to meetings. Right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, let's figure out something else. And right, you know, right. If we can move forward, and I'm gonna have to always be in this office. Right. <laughs> you know, well, a little bit selfish there, but. <laughs>
0: Well I think you're you know well and it's not to say that teachers are infallible I mean they're definitely not obviously mm-hmm. I mean like you know it's it's a tightrope walking of trying to figure out you know the best solutions from both sides um it it is clear though that I mean you you obviously are one who you're you're able to kind of remove your own ego out of it where, I mean, your priorities are definitely in the right place. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. your son that's, that's important that that's what you're, and, and, you know, and especially when kids are, are little and, and even not so little, I mean, there are very few advocates that, that will ever match up to their parents. I mean, just because they're, you know, (laughs) that's how that works. That's the way that's supposed to be, which is cool. Ah, see, this is all this is good stuff. It's, 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 again, it's it's making a difference in people's lives. I mean, it's, a, it's making the world a better place by making people better. And, and, and really, the, it, mm, see, this is this is what it's all about. For me, this is what, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, this is what we can do, you know, people have you heard the starfish parable it's one that i use a lot um mm-hmm. it, it's just an old story where like this this old fellow is walking along the beach and um you know the morning after a big thunderstorm that had washed a bunch of starfish up on the shore and he's just going and when he comes to a starfish he just bends over picks it up and chucks it back in the water and um you know this, this younger guy comes up and is kind of making fun of him saying hey old man like why are you doing that you know there's no way you can make a difference look at all of them you can't get them all and and the old fella just without breaking a sweat just walks up to the next one bends down picks it up throws it back in the water and he just turns around and says what made a difference to that one you know Mm -hmm. and um and it's one of those where you know when we accept the fact that we can't that, that you know that we might not necessarily be able to change every heart and mind but we can change some right and we mm-hmm. can impact some and then those people will go on and they can change some and then they can change mm-hmm. some and, and and it's a progressive thing like mm-hmm. one ripple in the pond can make a big difference far out and you know and it just takes that first step of somebody like yourself like putting it out there and making a difference for one person and then it grows and that's just that's right really
1: cool right 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 exactly um yeah yeah, making a um, different and difference in one child's life is just is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it absolutely is, and I really enjoy, you know, getting feedback from from a parent or even a teacher, say, you know, about how a kid, um, how what I do, whether it's a book or my programs, impacted right. a, a kid. You know, um, I, I definitely want to have a huge impact. You know, like impact. Of course. yeah. And I'm working um, hard to get my program um, into more and more schools and to get my sure. more and more hands of kids. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes. Those individual emails or whatever about, right. about, you know, impact on a kid. It's, you know, that, 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 that makes my day. Right. See that's, and that's, <laughs> and, and then on
0: the flip side of that, for somebody to have seen enough of a difference and seeing something in their child to take the time to reach out. I mean, like that's, you know, you've you know that at a minimum you've impacted two people, not just one. When you when you get a situation like that, which right. is cool, right? It's just it, it, it warm fuzzy feelings, all that kind of stuff. It's good stuff. I like it.
1: But, but, <laughs> you know, one you know, parents um, don't want to see their kids sad. They don't want to I, see them struggle. They don't want to see their kids be the victim of bullying. They, they mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, whether the parent is described as a good parent or a bad parent or sure involved and not so involved you know at the end of the day pretty much all parents want their kids to be happy Mm -hmm. and so yes we help the child you help the parent you help the family
0: Right. See, that's yeah. I like it. That's just like I said, movers and shakers making big changes in the world, one person mm-hmm. at a time. That's super cool. So, um, as I wrap up interviews, and I know you've you've uh, listened a little bit, so you may know about this, but I always ask a question. Um, it's in honor of my um fiance who passed away a few years ago. Um, you know, she was somebody in her life who never felt really she she was adopted at birth and always felt you know, kind of lost, and, and her adoptive family, she never felt like, um, really, like, supported her the way she needed to be, that kind of thing, and she was mm-hmm. kind of, uh, n- never felt like a priority, that kind of thing, and so instead of kind of curling up into a ball, like, would be totally understandable to do in a situation mm-hmm. like that as she got older she instead buckled down and and hit school really hard got a bachelor's degree in psychology and two master's degrees one in um, wow. community counseling and one in school counseling and ended up um, like like i said before being a school counselor at a title one elementary school in middle tennessee very low income school and um, for the 11 years until she passed away she was a school counselor there and the way she looked at her job was it was her responsibility to give all of that love and affection and support and everything that she felt she never really got um, Mm. to all of the kids that came through her school. And so, um, she was always a big fan of the, um, the quote attributed to Gandhi "The be the change you want to see in the world. Um, it's, it's a beautiful sentiment and it's something that she lived by. And so kind of in honor of her and also, to, you know, to kind of keep her memory alive, but also to, um, you know, kind of get the unique perspective of all of our different, wonderful, weird people that come on the show. I asked my own version, which is, you know, for you, Stacy, where, what is the weird that you want to see in the world?
1: what is the weird i want to see in the world um well uh, so i want i just want um people kids to be themselves so everyone's weird is different i like it (laughs) so i i i i I don't want kids to you know be part of cliques Uh Wanna, you know, kids to, to to bully other kids. I don't want kids to leave, leave other kids out. So so that is, you know, in many ways different. You mm-hmm. know, be someone who's different, be someone who includes others, be someone right. who, who just respects and embraces mm-hmm. differences in the others and embraces their own difference. You know, right. be yourself and do not worry about. What others think of you, right? So the the change—that's the different, the, the weird. I gotcha. that see.
0: I like it. Very cool. Very well put as well. I appreciate it. The um, ah, it's one of my favorite favorite parts of the show. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, so if people are out there um, listening, which they are, of course, and and they are hearing what. You've got going on, and you know you're fortunate enough to live in a state where you know the school systems are at least somewhat receptive to what you mm-hmm. have going on. Mm-hmm. But there are people, of course, across the country and across the world who don't have those types of resources in their schools. So if if somebody is trying to find you to find out more about your program, um, however that may be, you know how how do people do it? How can they get in touch with you?
1: Well, they can visit my uh, my website, Stacy Design, Stacy with EY design dealer or um follow me on social media uh, stacy design on facebook and on um linkedin uh, and on instagram okay lacey montgomery on linkedin um okay yeah so this is this, just reach out to me you know we can okay. talk about um you, the concerns that you have for um sure. or, or for or, or for your children right right um, yeah just reach out to me very cool.
0: And now are any of your, um, like your book series or anything like that? Are you on Amazon or anything like that too, where people could
1: go to find you? A, a couple of my books are on Amazon. Um, okay. but, um, and, and all of my books are on Etsy, my Etsy shop.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: But, but yeah, um, um visit my website.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So you heard it here from the, from the horse's mouth herself. he so said definitely just go to our website and she'll take care of you from there. I like it. That's the same way exactly. I try to do things. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show. This has been a great conversation, a yes. lot of really cool, interesting things. Again, anybody that makes a difference in the world and a difference in people's lives or people that we want to talk to, and especially somebody that makes a difference in the, the lives of children and families is a cut above the rest for sure. Um, you know, <laughs> so we I'm very grateful to have you on. Um, you know, it's a, like I said, it just, it's, people changing the world, man. That, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, my thanks to Stacey Montgomery for being our guest on the show today and everybody out there. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the power of weird. Thank you for listening to the power of weird. This episode was brought to you by the spectrum perspective, communication training for the modern workplace. Find out more online at thespectrumperspective.com or by following the link in the description below. Make sure to stay tuned for more of my story, as well as great interviews with amazing weird people. And remember, be the weird you want to see in the world. We'll see you next time on The Power of Weird.